0: It was so cool because my midwife has been doing this for a long time and every time i went in she would just feel where the baby was like feel the position to be like oh yeah the head's down like the butt's over here like you're fine and yeah i think you only need technically one ultrasound here whereas in new york you have to do it at whatever and then at 20 weeks and yeah it was just so many ultrasounds and he was just like oh no like the head's down you're fine it's good
1: they just trust the process way more yeah hey guys my name is shayla welcome to the hey shayla podcast i went from full-time travel to full-time new covid mom and now i'm a mom of two and holy wow is motherhood and adulting a learning curve there are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right i created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey let me be your guinea pig and ask the question think everyone else knows here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, we're open-minded, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hey she Like Podcast. Today I have Becca Loveless on. She is a mom that had her first son, who's now two and a half, she's, he's very similar to Leah's age, uh, during the start of COVID, and they moved to New Zealand when he was 10 months old. Now they just had their second daughter. Like what? How old is she? She's
0: a week and two days old. That's what I was going to
1: say. I was like, like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Thanks for hanging out. I know you were like, I don't know that I'll have, Uh, my brain will be firing. And I was like, cool. That's two of us. And we'll just see what we can make. happen here. So, but yeah, she, you, know. they just had, what'd you say?
0: We're going to hope the coffee does the trick.
1: Yeah, it should be just fine. Um, So you just had her in New Zealand. And so I wanted to talk to you about the differences. You make YouTube videos documenting, documenting your experience living abroad and about life with two kids, including travel, food, healthy and natural living, all the fun stuff, which is why, I mean, we get along because I feel like we do very similar things, except for you do them better. Like you
0: are really good with food. The things that you make, I'm like, that, that's, that's the thing with the internet. You just see the best part. So I feel like you do everything better than me. So
1: <laughs> no, the things that you post, I'm like, send me the recipe to that. And it's so simple, but I'm just like, I have no idea how to do any of it. So if anybody needs some uh, food inspo or just a little snippet in New Zealand, your Instagram is Becca dot And so is your YouTube. However, you're leaving New Zealand soon. Okay. We're going to get into all this. So. <laughs> that's a little
0: bit about you where were you living in the states when you were in the states so when I had my son we were living in New York at the time like Hudson Valley area okay so a couple hours north of the city cool so, yeah I feel like to talk about the differences between my births I need to just very quickly run through what it was like having him okay I feel like every experience with birth is going to be totally different and so like my experience here somebody can be like oh I had pretty much the same experience in the U.S. totally uh, yeah So I'm just going to be talking about like, yeah, my experience from here to there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was born at the very start of the COVID pandemic, which I think kind of like tainted a lot of my experience. And then he was born in a birth center, which I really loved because that area is pretty like liberal, open-minded, just like low intervention. So I actually had a great experience.
1: Good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: At the time we were so poor. My husband was still doing like his school program and everything. And I was working, but we weren't making enough. So we were actually on Medicaid. And so he was totally free. So I feel like that's not a very traditional.
1: U.S. US birth. birth. Totally. <laughs> so, I agree.
0: Plus, um, when
1: what when was he born?
0: May 2020. Yeah. May. May 2nd. Because yeah, Aaliyah <laughs> was born May 4th. Yeah, I think, yeah, I remember they were born within a week of each other. Yeah. So, and it was
1: an insane time to have a baby, but also we didn't know that. I feel like we got thrown into this pandemic baby life and we were just like, what the hell? This is not what I thought this was going to be. Like, there's nobody coming
0: to visit there's no like help there i'm confused because i don't get to parade my house you're scared to go to the grocery store like you don't want to get your baby sick and like you don't know how it's going to affect you and in new york too it was really insane Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, so much fear. I remember that so much fear.
0: I I remember talking a lot about, um, how you had a lot of anxiety with Aaliyah, but not with Esme. And it's the same with me with this one. Like, I didn't think I had much anxiety with William, but this time around, I'm like, there's nothing. Right. I don't have this sense of dread anymore. I don't know. Yes. No,
1: I totally agree (laughs) with that. And I feel like you don't realize it until you're second and you're like, wait, i I actually feel good. Like, when's it going to hit? When is it coming? And it's still my like we postpartum depression, anxiety doesn't always hit right away. But like the feeling is so different. There's just so much less. To, yeah, just general fear, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: and confusion because you want to go visit your family, but like you don't because you don't know if they have COVID and they just haven't tested positive yet. You know, it was just a wild time. But I do agree that your u s. birth is a little bit atypical of a of a typical u s. birth as far as the cost and birth center. So <laughs> let's talk about kind of well, first you've got the two and a half year old boy, William. and now second Clara love <laughs> that name. We were talking about names during your pregnancy, and you were like, I'm kind of traditional, whatever Clara, and what's the middle name again?
0: Marin, love it. That's so cute. Yeah, they're both family names, so I feel very unoriginal. (laughs) No, I think I think those are I like it a lot.
1: Um, but so with William,
0: so were you seeing a midwife both times as well? Okay, so this is I think where one of the biggest differences comes into play because in New York it was at a birth center and it was midwife run, so I saw midwives the whole time, but I saw a different one every single time. And then when I delivered, it was actually midwife I'd never even met before. So yeah, I would say that's one of the biggest differences is like the human connection that you have when you meet with a midwife and they run you through your entire pregnancy, all of your prenatal care, they go through the birthing experience with you. And then even more so to me, it's the after like decompressing after the birth, like talking through it with somebody. I find that so therapeutic and I never got that with William. Yeah. And like, I remember asking the other midwife that was doing my six-week appointment after, and I was like, "Well, can I read her notes about my birth?" Yeah, it's so crazy. It's such a crazy experience, and like, you're in a different headspace, and you just want to know like the full story and like from other people's perspectives and stuff. And she's like, "Oh, you can't read those. It's like a privacy thing." I'm like, "What? That's my birth." (laughs) So. so weird. Yeah, that's something that I absolutely loved here. Because yeah, from the beginning, I found a midwife. It's actually really tricky finding a midwife here in New Zealand because they have a huge shortage.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I didn't know that. And some people are like, uh, "Yeah, pretty much upon conception, you need to start calling people up and like trying to get a midwife." I didn't start looking until I was like ten weeks, and everybody was like, "You're insane!" And, you and found then the other- sorry, but you found one. I did. Yeah. I talked to like 50 different women. I'm not even joking. And all of them were like, I'm so sorry. I would love to take you, but I'm overbooked. (laughs) Um, Whoa. Yeah. And the other issue too, is that I had a January 1st due date, which is over the holidays. So like half of the midwives try to take off because they want to be with their family, which is understandable. Yeah. But yeah, so it was really tricky. But anyways, I finally found my midwife and I love her so much. I just want to be her best friend forever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so then she was with you through each of your appointments and then at the birth obviously yeah. did you home birth
0: no so both of my experiences were at a birth center okay it's called birth here here but so that that does make a nice comparison <laughs> yeah right it makes it easier so then mm-hmm. what I guess what would you say is the biggest
1: because we kind of had it laid out to go through pregnancy uh, birth and then after but I feel like it's easier maybe if we just say what were the biggest differences and what were some of the, some of the similarities
0: okay so and I feel like with the actual room itself the the birth center in New York still felt like a hospital like it was just like a hospital bed tiny little room and then a little bathroom whereas (laughs) the person here was so lush (laughs) I walk into it it feels like you are walking to a sauna and it has everything imaginable like it has this really nice birthing tub in the room which I couldn't use the birthing tub in the other one because of COVID like for William yeah um and then for there they only had one tub for all of the rooms in New York so yeah it has a birthing tub it has like a birthing couch I don't even know what these things are they had like all the balls, peanut balls, birthing balls, (laughs) everything. And yeah, like birthing pillows. And it was just insane. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, Did it feel, it felt like
1: a spot. I've been to a birthing center here in Minnesota that felt like a hotel room where there was like, it was that there was kind of a couch, there was a bed, there was the like jacuzzi in the room. And you're like, and then there was like the thing hanging from the ceiling. So you could like use it to lean on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Did
1: it feel kind of hotel roomy versus a hospital or you're saying spa?
0: I'm saying spa. Oh,
1: I like that. It like
0: decorated for a hotel room. It was just like you walk in and the warm humidity from the tub just makes the room kind of feel like Ooh. a sauna.
1: Probably essential oils.
0: Yeah, they had like a diffuser going. There's mood lighting. You oh can God. have your music hook up to the room. So it's like a good sound system and everything. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that I had her so fast, like from the time I got into the room and the time I pushed her out, it was 30 minutes. What? So <laughs> I was only in that room for 30 minutes. And then after that, a similarity is that both of my experiences are just crappy rooms after. But I think that's pretty standard no matter where you go. <laughs> just where you
1: have the baby. <laughs> but then so were both of your birds unmedicated?
0: Yes. Technically for William I had a shot of morphine and finegrin because from my first contraction with him to pushing him out was 36 hours. It was oh. insane. <laughs> so halfway through, I was like falling asleep, standing up and the midwife came in and she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you something to stop the contraction so that you can sleep for a few hours. So I had that, but that was it. So why didn't you go for an epidural? Did
1: They didn't even have them at the birthing center. They, they did in New York. However, I didn't okay. want one. You were just that adamant. Thirty hours in, you were like, "Don't, don't give me that epidural."
0: I I asked for one right at the end. It was literally like fifteen minutes before I pushed him out. But here's another huge difference. I think this is another like absolute biggest one to me. It's just like the trust that you have. I think it's when you have a midwife that follows you all the way through more so than because they know you. Like Mm -hmm. again, the human connection. She trusted me. She trusted my body, and in turn, I trusted her. It was just. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so in New York, they checked me at the end and I was nine centimeters dilated and I'm in the shower and I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel really pushy. I think I'm pushing. And the nurse comes in and she's like, oh no, no, don't push. Like you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to, you know, damage everything. And I'm like, I can't control these pushes. Like they're yeah, just what? happening. But she said that and it puts a fear in your mind. Like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't, like, I need to try to hold it in. Yeah. So yeah, it just, what, few... because she wanted you on the bed? Why'd she tell you not to push? I don't know. Because she thought I would hurt myself because I wasn't complete yet, I guess. <sighs> I still get angry thinking about it. But um. so, yeah, that was really frustrating to me. And then at that point, like I was going through these horrible intense contractions thinking like, oh, I shouldn't be shouldn't be pushing Pushing. and I can't do this for much longer and so that's when I asked for the epidural because like Mm. I I can't do this for much longer which I didn't have to do it for much longer right but yeah so I ordered one and then I pushed him out like 10 minutes after that so oh my gosh because you probably deep
1: down you knew you didn't want it and you were like now we're just gonna get this out before this baby comes I can't believe she told you yeah Yeah. well and I think that's another thing with I mean, independent of being in New York or New Zealand, it's your second baby. So you trust your body more. You trust the process more. You trust all these things more. And but, yeah, so, ahead.
0: yeah, this one, I went in, I got in, she checked me and she was like, oh, you're like five to six minutes dilated," And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have hours of this left. Right. And then after two contractions sitting on the little bed thing, I was like, mm, starting to feel a little pushy. <laughs> I was like, there's no way there's no way and so I was like oh can I get in the tub now like I don't want to get in too early I know it can stall things out she's like you're fine yeah later she told me she actually thought I was like six or seven centimeters dilated she was like I like telling people smaller numbers so they don't like inflate their hope levels what Um,
1: I feel like that's the opposite I would be (laughs) like that's defeating (laughs) so
0: yeah I got into the tub and had her within 10 minutes but it's just so opposite because like in New York, I was nine centimeters and pushing. And they're like, don't do that. Right. Don't trust your body. Don't listen to what your body's telling you. And this time I'm getting in the water. Like, is this too early? Like, Oh, I'm feeling pushy. Should I try to yeah. stop it? And she's like, oh, just listen to your body. Just trust it. Right. And I am like, Oh, oh it's so yeah.
1: nice. it gives you a little more like confidence. Yeah. So then you had her in the water. Yes. And how was that?
0: it was nice however it was so fast like I was in the water for 10 minutes (laughs) because yeah we recorded my my birth you did yeah do you love it Uh, I do I have watched many times because we edited it because it's coming out today yay (laughs) um but yeah from the time I got in the water and Billy hit record 10 minutes later she was out like it was so insanely fast I can't wait to watch that i'm so glad you recorded it that's I exciting i i was always bummed that i never recorded williams because yeah it's just such a crazy whirlwind wild ride and you just you can't ever not remember well <laughs> and i remember
1: with seth what w- preparing for esme my second i was like seth i really want to record like I, I would like more photos and more videos and i know seth is like my doula he is like very involved and so he's, I was like, I kind of want to hire like a birth photographer or a videographer. And he's like, What? No, that's <laughs> weird. I don't want anyone else in the room and taking pictures. He's like, No. He's like, I'll take them. I'm like, Come on, Seth. But like, I really want them. And he's like, I will take more. And I was like, Okay. But with him, with my, both of mine were back labors. So back labors, I was like, Where like so much pain in my back, not so much contracting in my belly, back. And so he had to counter pressure every single contraction. So he's like pushing my hips together, pushing down on my my hips and just like I mean, I I you do get in such a weird headspace and I'm like, "Was I contracting every other minute?" And he's like, "Uh-huh." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, wow, okay." So he did manage to record this one and I had no idea until afterwards he's like, "I got it on film." And I was like, "You did?" <laughs> this is so exciting. And I w- I remember one day I was watching it. He was downstairs and I was upstairs in the living room watching and he texts me. He's like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> all he hears is uh. <laughs> nothing said. I'm just watching my birth again. Like <laughs> You're so weird, but it is. It's just, it's just such a wild thing. Like just bringing a life into the world is just so intense. Well,
0: and I feel like we're genetically programmed, like biologically engineered to forget how painful and how intense it was immediately after. Mm-hmm. And so to record it, you can look at it and be like, wow, that really did suck. <laughs> that was really intense. Yeah.
1: We're going to take a brief break to talk about elimination communication. It's where you potty train your infant. Um, if you are interested at all in doing this, it saves on diapers. It helps. It helped us with potty training. You can go to heyshila.com slash go diaper free pod, and it will bring you to the book that you can buy. If you want to buy the potty that they have or the padded underwear so that when you are potty training, it doesn't just go everywhere. You can go to heyshila.com slash tiny undies pod, and it's the tiny trainers that are the padded ones. I have loved doing elimination communication. We usually don't start till like six months, but I felt like it was great for potty training and just for not having to clean up a really poopy diaper. It's easier to wipe a butt that's pooped into a potty. So there you go. If you're interested, heyshayla.com slash go diaper free pod or heyshayla.com slash tiny undies pod. Hey Shayla will be the code at all those places. Let's get back to the show. Okay. So you, okay. But you were not in labor for 30 minutes. You late. Cause I saw something on Instagram where you were like, at the, in the ocean. And you're like, yep, just pausing to have a contraction here. And I'm like, wait, what? So you, I assume you went in much later, like you labored outside of the birthing center longer in New Zealand than New York.
0: Yeah. So that's a, another big difference. It's just a personal difference in my story. Like with William, I started having contractions at 10 PM on like two days before I had them. And so I didn't get much sleep that night because I had horrible back labor with him. So anytime I laid down or sit, sat down with him, it would just bring on these really Terrible. painful concerns. Yeah. I couldn't rest. Anyway, so I went through that whole night and then I labored that entire next day and they weren't too bad. Like it was every two to five minutes, but they weren't that painful. In the birthing center? It, at home. This was okay. with William. Okay. Day two <laughs> at home. And then- that night came upon me and I was like, I cannot do a whole nother night without any sleep. And so that's when I called the midwife I was like, I'm not that far along. I know it like these contractions are that painful, but I need help. So I went in. Um this time, however, I got wait 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 wait.
1: Sorry, I want to go back to this. Did they tell you to
0: stay at home or do you just didn't go in? Um, I didn't want to go in because I knew I wasn't that far. Like I wanted to labor at home until it got more intense. But okay. then how long can- did sorry the second night that I called the midwife she was like oh yeah you're not that far like try to stay at home maybe drink a glass of red wine or what did what did she say I think she said like take a Benadryl or something no <laughs> uh
1: Ina May's Guide to Childbirth which is like my bible for laboring did you read that you did
0: I did with yeah. William I don't she, remember I just yeah, remembered
1: I know I had to reread it but uh they talked about how when they were having like Uh, early babies, they would give them like shots of alcohol to help slow down labor to keep the babies in. I was like, what? (laughs) I can't believe this hasn't been edited out yet. But so that's so funny that you say the potentially she said to drink a glass of wine. Yeah. And that's then like
0: she that. said like, Oh, take a hot bath, you know, try to slow down the contractions." And they did slow them down, but they made them more painful. <laughs> Anyways, I could not rest. And so I called her back in and she was like, yeah, come in. Like, let's get you sorted. So
1: then how long were you in the, for William in the birthing center?
0: In the room. So I got in at 3.00 AM and then I had him at 5.06 PM.
1: Whoa. I was like, that's not that long. Two hours. Okay.
0: girl, That's so gnarly. So, and I think it all comes down to the fact that he was in a bad position. Mm. Like That's why I was having such bad back labor. And he just, yeah. Oh, another funny thing about (laughs) his birth story is that when I asked for the epidural, I was like, how much longer do you think this is going to take? Because I can't do this for much longer. And she's like, well, I don't like giving estimates for, you know, how much longer, because I tend to be bad at giving them. Yeah. Afterwards, she told me that she thought I had another three hours. (gasps) <gasps> like I was out in 15 minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine but, if she had told you th- three hours? Oh, I'm fine. I would have died. Yeah,
1: no way. I'm glad she kept her mouth shut. <laughs> okay, so you labored at home for as long as you could in New York. You ended up coming in. You were still there for like 12 hours, 14 hours, and then n- New Zealand. Did they? Did she tell you to stay home, or did you just do the same thing where you're like, I'm just going to hang out here until this is.
0: Yeah, I just I I didn't want I'm the kind of person that would like break my ankle and continue walking and talking because I don't want to bother anybody. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I um yeah, I I had a really good conversation with her that morning because I had a stretch and sweep at eleven and I was like yeah, I'm. I'm the kind of person that doesn't like bothering people. She's like, I know, I know this about you, and she's like, it's a lot more annoying to get called up at the last minute and I have to drop everything, like my grocery shopping or whatever. Like, give me a heads up. It's way less annoying. I was like, thank you for telling me this. Yeah, that is a good thing to hear. <laughs> so yeah, I I had a stretch and sweep at eleven, and then we went out to Piha, a beach here, and it's like a forty there. minute drive. Yeah, you been there? Yes. I love that beach. So much. Yeah. And now it feels extra special because I like did half of my laboring there, right? Um, yeah, in the middle of nowhere with like no cell reception. Mm-hmm. Um, drove out there, and then the whole time I was having like period contr- cramps. Yeah, I was like oh, it's are out and nothing. It's nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: And by the time we got into the car, started driving home. That was at three. We got home at four. I started timing them at six thirty. I called the midwife. And I was like, "I th- heads up, like I think something's happening." But it could be a false alarm don't worry (laughs) and she's like oh how intense are they I'm like they're fine they weren't fine they were pretty gnarly but um (laughs) so the next hour we got William sorted like our friend came and picked him up and then yeah 7 30 I called her got there at 8 pushed her out at 8 30. Oh my goodness so it is just I am beyond thrilled that it happened so much faster because Williams was a nightmare yeah It's funny because I still love my experience with William. Like it would, it ended up being great, but yeah, that was my one wish that it would go faster. Yeah.
1: I know when you have like a fairly, well, yours was not easy, but like one that you enjoyed then, well, there's just so many things that come up with birth. Like, I feel like if you have a really, really good experience, then you're like, oh my God, how can I top this? Or how can I match this? Or how can I have the same experience? Or if you have a traumatic experience, then you go in with trauma where you're like trying to hope that it's not the same or that you have a less trauma or whatever like it's just such an emotional thing and it's like waiting for Christmas day but not knowing when it's coming like it's just this mind game it's such a mind
0: game yeah and we had a lot of stress with her because we want to get our passport because we're trying to leave the country in less than a month and it's been a nightmare. But
1: yeah I, thought, I forgot about that <laughs> having to leave. And do you get a US? Well, you obviously you get a US. Does she get dual citizenship? No. Oh. How cool would that I be?
0: Little, I, yeah, I was a little bummed about it, but it makes total sense. Like neither of us are residents. We're on a three-year work visa, anyways. And so yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Still would have been cool. get or get a passport or anything. Right. Um,
1: but then do you have you have to get a u.s birth certificate and social security you have, to,
0: code. you have to go through like the u.s embassy and consulate and everything to. Get... Ah,
1: okay yeah
0: well that's exciting
1: so fun. Kids. in here in here in the u.s after they're born they go in like two days later and then a week later right is that was that your experience in new york the babies mm-hmm. yeah. is
0: it the same there um, here it's actually really different and I really love it. The same midwife that went through this whole process with me, she comes to your house to check on the baby. So I think it was like a day or two after I came home from the hospital, she comes over, like, make sure you're doing well, make sure like breastfeeding's going well. You don't have any concerns. And then they also do a few more little like tests and stuff. That
1: was baby. another fun
0: one difference because like in the u.s they took william away for everything like his hearing test yeah his like pku screening and everything you know they take him to another room like i don't ever think anything nefarious is happening but it is kind of weird like why are you taking my baby away yeah
1: (laughs) totally i always made seth or i go with her
0: they do everything in front of you like they wheel in the little thing to to the hearing test right there and then yeah all the other little tests the midwife does right in front of you too what so crazy what about postpartum care so I'm only a week out, yeah. and I have the same story with both of them. Like I'm I'm leaving the country before the six week appointment. <laughs> Wait, um, where did you go with William? I, we left to go to New Zealand. I thought you left with him at eight. Okay. We months. moved from New York to go live
1: with family before we. Okay, got it. So you moved from somewhere in the U S to somewhere else in the U S, but then you moved to New Zealand at 10 months. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you were not going to be there for the six week appointment. (laughs) So what do you do?
0: So I'm going to do the same thing. Like check me out where I'm at right now. Like I feel fine. If I feel like I need more help, I'll go and see something, but I do think there's a lot more emphasis on like going to see a pelvic floor therapist, which I feel like is just now starting to catch on in the U.S. I agree. Um,
1: Why? What do they, what do they recommend? just that you go see one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Oh, definitely go see your public floor therapist. I'm like, I'm American. I don't have one. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, so far the postpartum care has just been like so nice. Cause again, in New York, you go in at six weeks, it's a midwife I've never met before. And you know, they hand you the little paper form questionnaire, like, Oh, are you depressed? And you're like, no, (laughs) of course Um, not. Yeah. Whereas here, like my midwife knows me and she just like chats to me. And if she suspects anything, then she can dive deeper into that. But, you know, there's no dumb questionnaire (laughs) asking if I have anxiety or anything like. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that questionnaire is like, do you feel like you have anxiety? Do you feel like you are getting the rest you need? Do you feel it? And I'm like, all the questions are like, are you talking about my normal baseline? Are you talking about like a week postpartum me? Because all of these questions, yeah, I have anxiety because I haven't slept. Yeah, I have this because blah, blah, blah. And like, all these questions are just for a normal person. No. But like, for me, just having a newborn, maybe
0: during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Family was, support. yeah. No, I felt oh, great. What are you talking about? Exactly.
1: You're like, I don't. And I was talking to someone else about that. And they were like, I had never answered this correctly, because I didn't want them to take my baby. And I was like, I never <laughs> thought about that. Never thought oh. about them taking my baby. Just whether or not my, qu- I don't know. I don't know.
0: So that's yeah, nice. Instead I think, of just for, I think them, for me, it's more like, I don't want to bother anybody. And I don't want to make this into so... a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a toxic trait of mine. I don't know where it comes from.
1: Well, I know your husband and I know that he would, he would be your warrior if he had to be, he'd be like, uh, Becca, there's something going on and we're going to do something about it right or
0: not
1: yeah yeah
0: Uh, i i found it interesting that i was still learning stuff with this lactation consultant that came in this really For william i was like oh please help me i don't know what i'm doing and it was great they were lovely and then yeah here she was like telling me all about the haka which i think you actually talked about before how it can cause an oversupply and can cause a lot of problems Mm -hmm. but they're like all the rage on the internet and They're actually made in New Zealand. So they're even more like popular and standard here. I'm sure. But but yeah, she came in and said the same thing. Like they're seeing huge rises in mastitis because it's a good idea. However, it just, it's not how your boobs are supposed to work. causes an oversupply and then it's just, yeah, pulls all the milk down, whatever. But I wonder
1: if it mm, is a good alternative to pumping because we don't, have to go back to work and leave our babies so like it doesn't make sense for us but i wonder if you did if it would be a good way to
0: so i think the way that she described it i mean this is a day after having a baby so you know your brain's not working very well but she said it's not like a natural because with a a pump you actually have to kind of mimic like the Mm. mouth sucking movement yeah whereas with the Hawker, you suction it on and it's just like trying to pull all this milk down and so it just like creates like a traffic jam. I think is what she said. Oh, then it causes a lot of problems. So I I used a haka with William, but I never actually suctioned it on, which I think definitely I already had like a little bit of an oversupply. I think (laughs) like every time we ate, he sounded like he was drowning. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I never suctioned it on. I would just kind of place it on just to catch like the drippage. Yeah. Like I avoided that by accident but so there's another product called the ladybug
1: that haka sells that's very similar it doesn't have much of a suction but it sits inside your bra that's so nice which is way nicer than the haka because the (laughs) haka is just a third arm and you're like can get knocked (laughs) off all the time but this it's like a ladybug that you set on your boob it can suction a little bit but i use that a little bit with esme it's not as easy to pour out and stuff like that but it didn't get me an oversupply
0: so that's interesting that she said to avoid it yeah so and then yeah she just taught me other things like oh if they've got a bad latch sometimes you can just like pull their chin down and it'll fix it oh like I, wish I knew that right <laughs> because before they're always like oh you know stick a finger and unlatch them and then try to relatch them then uh-huh. she was like if you do that every single time their latch gets worse and worse like it deteriorates huh So it just makes it worse i don't know so the change i learned some cool stuff which is nice
1: it is nice the second time you learn more you're like oh that would have been cool to know the first time so you're planning on leaving within the
0: next four weeks yeah if all goes well we can get her like an emergency passport and everything (laughs) otherwise i might be stranded in this country with both kids and billy will be flying back why not william goes with billy I thought about that. However, I don't know how long I'm going to be stuck here and I don't think I'm comfortable sending my toddler away from me for like potentially a month.
1: I would be the exact same way. I don't even know why I asked that question. Yeah.
0: Everybody asks me that question and nobody understands. I'm like, I know, like he's already having a hard enough time adjusting to having a newborn in the house. And like, I, my love is divided a little bit and yeah, There's no way (laughs) it makes me want to cry thinking about it every time. Like I just already feel sad for him. I'm like, I'm not going to ship him off. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You might start crying right now. It's fine. It's the hormones. It's fine. Did you
0: encapsulate your placenta? I did not.
1: No, couldn't do it.
0: I just didn't want to.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I am going to be so, I cannot, will you please update me? on how your postpartum experience is because I feel like that is going to be one of the biggest differences I feel like in the U.S. they kind of are just like yep baby ways back to the birth weight cool you don't have to wake her up at night now because she's back to her birth weight have a good day (laughs) and like they like I remember my six-week postpartum appointment was virtual (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm like so we don't need to look at it
0: yeah, are you gonna flash the camera
1: or what? Right. No, no. <laughs> Make sure Does this second degree tear look normal still? Is this fine? <laughs>
0: oh <laughs>
1: god. I know. So like that's. I'll be curious. I mean, did they do like a physical exam for? Well, probably not yet. A week postpartum, for you. Me,
0: no. Oh. Every time she comes over, she's been over twice and she's like, oh, how are you doing? Like, how's your bleeding? Like, how are you feeling? How's everything going? And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, I I am doing fine. Yeah. Well,
1: please tell her.
0: I tore you. I tore worse with her than I did with him, which I always hear that with your second, you tend to tear less. And with the water birth, you're supposed to tear less. Yeah. So I feel like I failed on that one.
1: But. You didn't fail at anything. Maybe it was just because it was so I fast. think she,
0: yeah, I think she rocketed out of my body so fast. Yeah. There's no other way.
1: Just an injection.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All
1: right. Is there anything else that you feel like has been different as far as New York
0: versus New Zealand? Yeah. So just a minute ago, you were talking about, um, like you don't have to wake him overnight to eat anymore. That was another thing because yeah, I'm sitting in the the room after and I asked him a couple of questions. One, like, oh, do I need to set alarms? to wake her up every so often to feed her and they're like no why would you do that (laughs) in New Zealand they were wondering why you would set an alarm yeah they're like don't worry about it she'll eat when she needs to eat they yeah as long as they're like not having failure to thrive issues or have any problems they're like why on earth would you wake Wake yourself up yeah and wake and sleeping maybe So that was, that was mind blowing. Yeah. Cause that I think also caused anxiety for me back in the day. Cause he would sleep. Like I would have to set alarms to like wake, wake us both up. up to feed him, even though he had no, like he was a chunky boy. Anyways. Yeah. Um. The other thing that I asked about specifically, cause in New York <laughs> they hand you a paper and they're like, okay, keep track of the time, how long you feed, like which side, all of the wee's and all of the poos. Yep. Yeah this massive form and you're supposed to do it and like I don't know about your babies but mine are munchers they're constantly breastfeeding yeah and it's exhausting and so anyways I was like oh do you want me to keep track of all that stuff And I'm like no <laughs> I, I think she specifically said like um all of the research shows that all it does is way increase anxiety in mothers and it doesn't actually help anything so that was a huge relief yeah to be Oh, I can just, again, like just trust my body and trust my baby and that everything will be fine. Cause Totally. It
1: is. Well, and I feel like when you're that tuned into your baby, you also see like, it doesn't seem like she's really latching. It doesn't seem like she's eating much. It doesn't seem like she's gaining weight. I'm kind of paying attention to these things instead of relying on an external thing of like a timer or going to the weight or doing these things. You're like really in and and paying attention, I think.
0: So yeah, that was really nice. That, that was a is huge so nice time.
1: and such a big difference. And I love that they like questioned you. They're like, why would you do that? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, right. I don't know. Of course. Okay, we're going to take a brief break to talk about Expecting and Empowered. If you follow me anywhere, you know that I love Expecting and Empowered. It's a pregnancy and postpartum workout. It's a week-by-week guide for what is safe and what you should be doing to prepare for labor and then repair from labor. It's pelvic floor. It's exercises. It's core. It's stretching. It's mindless. So if you're like, well, I kind of feel like I should stay in shape. If you don't work out or you do work out, this is such a good guide for this time of your life just to know what is good to do. Uh, I have a code Shayla, If you go to com slash expecting an empowered pod, that will get you there. Um, if my codes ever don't work, you can always just go to com slash codes. Let's get back to the show.
0: So I feel like it's way more European and like Australian and New Zealand and everything. Everybody uses TENS machines in the gas and air, whereas for some reason in the US, they don't. I don't know what the divide is. And the TENS machines are like the little...
1: Stickers that A like stimulate. Like,
0: yeah, the little like suction cup kind of things, or maybe they're stickers. I don't even know. But I have loads of friends here that were like, Oh yeah, I got one and it helped me so much. Like I don't think I could have done it without it. I didn't use it because <laughs> I don't know. I'm American. And then you know, You're like the midwife, I don't want to
1: bother anyone. You don't need to bring <laughs> me that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: and then the midwife kept offering me like gas and air if I wanted it. And Billy was like, I'll use it. And I'm like, shut up. Um but yeah, I didn't want to use that either. Just because so I hear like half the people, it makes them nauseous. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. try it. But I've always found that interesting. Like, why does nobody in the U.S. use those? And, and again, like from what you said from the get, it's different everywhere you go.
1: So like for me, uh, the place that we were looking at for home, the birthing center, they had gas. And I don't know about the tents, but I know that they had gas as an option. And then I have people that have used it and that really liked it. And then same with like my, I birthed in a hospital for both of them. And I had a tub that I was able to use. And during COVID, I wasn't able to birth in the tub, but for my second, I was. And it's just my experience, I feel like in the hospital was, is also very unique, like kind of like your um, birthing center experience in New York. And I think you just have to try your best to find a hospital and a provider that align with what you want because like for me my my two births were very different as well and I birthed in the exact same location probably in the same room like it was just for the first one I had a midwife all the way through and it was kind of like rotating just because they're like we don't know which one is going to be there so you get to like have all of us cool and then day of my midwife had a flat tire (laughs) and so an OB delivered for me and I was like my friend was like uber there's no, there's nothing. <laughs> can't make it. Just can't make it to the
0: bathroom. Right.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> but because I kind of walked in with like this, I want very hands off. I like, I'm doing hypnobirthing. I think they were kind of like, not sure what to do with me. So everyone left me alone. Like nobody was in there. Nobody, I had to be like, Hey, I think I can't remember what I first told them. Oh, I think my water broke. And then they're like, yeah, your water did break. Okay, cool. And then I'd be like, I'm, she's like, you're going to feel pushy. I was like, yeah, I kind of feel pushy. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're dilated. You need to get out of the tub and go lay on the bed. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. That was my first one I had to. And then, but then with the second one, I had two midwives that I was going back and forth, which were two that I had had before prior. And she was like, I almost was like, go away. Like, don't, just go away. Leave me alone. Like last time, because she would just sit on the bed and watch me. And I'd be like, leave me alone. (laughs) But she was just trying to gauge like, okay, are we actually close? What's happening here? And she was extremely hands-off too, where she, I mean, they were like, if you birth in the tub, you have to be like reclined on your back so that we can see what's going on. You can't be. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course, whatever you need me to do. I just want to birth in. I don't want to have to get out of the tub this time. So I'm like, kind of on elbows and knees in the tub like hanging onto it and I'm like she's coming she's coming and the oval of the tub I was the short way and my butt was against the wall so like she could not see what was going on she's like Shayla can you turn and I'm like no this is very like laborish no and so she's like okay this is the last push but after this push I need you to turn so I can see what's going on and I was like Probably like you with your epidural, you're like, game on, we're gonna get this baby out. <laughs> so she came on that push, and it was like just a scramble. Like she caught her from behind me, but the cord was really short. So she asked me to stand up. I stood up, she brought the baby underneath my leg. She's like, put your leg I brought the underneath my leg. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to hold her for a while because I'm like, I want the cord to pull. Oh, did they cut the cord? How was that? Uh, we waited till it stopped pulsing in both. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the baby was freezing and Seth was like, she's cold, chill. We need to cut the cord. I was like, okay, whatever. Just do whatever. Now the baby's out. We can figure out it. So another question I want to ask is, did you do like vitamin K I goop and the other shot? Um, we
0: did vitamin K what's the other shot?
1: I don't hep. No, the, the eye
0: goop I goop was for, I don't remember. I had to do it with William. I was like, do I have to? I don't want to. Like, I'm not concerned because that was like for chlamydia or
1: some, or like some sexually transmitted disease. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I'm like, I have zero concern about this. I don't want it. And she's like, you'd have to like go through a lot of hoops to be able to not get it. And I was like, well, that's really stupid. I don't want it, but I guess I have to do it. Right. So, um, yeah, I did all of those for William in New York. And then here it was just the vitamin K shot. Yeah. Nothing else. And they didn't
1: ask that was for
0: anything not- else. What about vaccines? Do they do vaccines in New Zealand? They, they do vaccines. However, she won't be here long enough to get any of those. Okay. But yeah, what else? Interesting. Oh, I feel the, like- oh, well. the story about <laughs> you have to stand up and like push the or wrap the cord around. I did the exact same thing. Really? Like my midwife caught her from behind. I had to lift my leg over. Isn't it the- kind of incredible that you can stand up right after you give birth? yes did you get lightheaded or anything I didn't get lightheaded I was like really shaky and she was like oh do you want to like sit back down in the water and I was like no I'm fine and then immediately after I'm like maybe I do want to sit down (laughs) I like sat back in the water which is really nice because they wrapped her in a towel and so then I could just sit there and she was warm because of the warm water yeah that was another big difference to us too though because in New York especially like right when I'm pushing him out there were like six people that rushed into the room, like crowded, so chaotic, so many people. And in here, it was just my midwife, nobody oh, else. Like, really? Wife and Billy, and that was it. So it was like so quiet, so calm, so peaceful. And yeah, again, just like so much trust in the room. And then, <laughs> well, because there's only one person, like, after it was so much, everything was so much slower. Mm. New York, like, push the baby out. One nurse is like, you know, doing the massage on the belly to help get the placenta. out. Somebody else is like automatically stitching me up and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like a whirlwind. Whereas here it's like, okay. You just had her like relax in the water for a little bit. And then when you're ready, like, let's go lay down and then just lay here. Let the placenta come out on its own and all peaceful. And then it's like, and oh, we'll do a little bit of belly massaging. And then, oh, here, I'm going to finally get around to stitching, which sucked. I actually did like that in New York because it's like, whoop, 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 done. Like yeah. you don't even want it. Whereas here it's like, okay, I'm just going to sit here quietly and enjoy the slow stitching of my ripped open nether regions. But, but she gave you a shot, right? Like a yeah, numbing? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Which is not comfortable, um, but better than feeling the stitching. So yeah, that was crazy. Cause yeah, she did everything for me. She did everything for the baby, all the weighing, all the measuring, all the paperwork. And then after that, she cleaned up the entire room. Like she did all the laundry, she did all of the wiping. I'm like, holy, wow.
1: what is that Because,
0: you know, in New York, like the midwife does the delivery and then she's gone. Yeah. Because she has to deliver another one. Yeah. And all the nurses are there doing all the other stuff. But here, I think it's just a lot more common to do home births and stuff, which is yeah. another really cool thing because, yeah, it's like not taboo to want a home birth. Like every time I would go to an appointment with her, I'd be like, oh, how are your births this week? And she'd she'd like, oh, there was a home birth. That was beautiful. It was nice. So I really like that about here. I mean, I still know loads of friends that go and have like elective C-cert sections at the hospital. Like there's the full spectrum here, of course, but I just feel like it's more normalized to have home births. Interesting. And then after when she came for a postpartum visit, she was like, you should think about doing a home birth for your next one. Like it happens so fast. Yeah. You have complications with your pregnancies. I'm like.
1: Maybe we'll see where in the world I I am
0: yeah if I'm settled one day if I'm settled I would like to have a home birth (laughs) and another difference in New York there was so much more monitoring like you get in they automatically have you sit down they strap you up they're like listening you have to sit there for like 20 minutes whatever and here she did no monitoring (laughs) like I got in she listened for the heartbeat to make sure the baby wasn't in distress or anything she checked my dilation and then she left me completely alone it wasn't until the end when I started like pushing that she would check the heartbeat in between, Yeah, just no distress or anything. But other than that, nothing. It was yeah. nice.
1: that is really nice. That's amazing. And when you were in either place, did they give you an IV at all? Like even just put it in in case?
0: I did it in New York until I asked for the epidural again, like the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Terrible. Because the nurse was like, oh, you have to sit down for me to get this IV in, which again, horrible back labor. I sat down <laughs> and was like a wild animal. Like I jumped out of the bed and like flipped around. It was so painful. And I was like, why can't I just stand for you to give me this IV? Like, Wait, they put
1: the epidural in your back or they put the starter? They in? had
0: Because yeah, you have to have an IV to get an epidural, I guess.
1: Okay. I don't know. You do. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I feel like they would just, I feel like they'd do the needle straight to your back. They don't hook you up to an yeah, IV. To yeah, okay,
0: I yeah, got it. I, Maybe so, yeah,
1: I, was, I was just think.
0: getting an IV in my hand. And she's like, you need to sit down for that before you can get the epidural. Which is like, if I don't know, <laughs> if I couldn't sit down to get an IV in my hand, I don't know how they thought I could have gotten an epidural. Right. That's the other thing. Like, I was obviously about to push out a baby, like, I was obviously well into transitioning. That's what I was going to ask. Did you shake like transition shake? I did with, with her. Yeah. But I did with William.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it was just so slow. Like
1: you were probably transition for hours. (laughs) No, I don't know if that's possible.
0: Oh, wild. Cool. Um, I'm trying to, Oh, so I have a few little tiny differences about the pregnancy that I didn't go through before. So they, they do different supplements here. Like in America, I feel like it's very standard. You go in and like, okay, start taking, you know, the multivitamin just to cover all your bases. I went in and I asked, I was like, oh, should I take a a whole prenatal vitamin? And they're like, no, we just recommend you take iodine and then iron only if we test it and we find that you need it. And then folic acid for the first trimester, which Mm -hmm. is actually what I did with William, because I did a lot of research because I didn't like the idea of the whole prenatal vitamins (laughs) because I don't trust them Um, and then like I didn't have any issues with iron with William and so I feel like if I had been taking iron the whole time it would just would have caused issues anyway so that was nice yeah yeah Um,
1: that's surprising that they that they have different recommendations for that even as well
0: yeah so that's like the standard here and then Oh, another funny thing. In New York, every single time I went to an appointment, you have to pee in the cup, you know, because they want to check for, check for preeclampsia. Okay. Oh, was for you? No. No? No. Every, <laughs> every single time, especially towards the end. Maybe I'm just remembering like the last half of the pregnancy. No, I did never pee the in the cup. Started out, you had to go to the bathroom, pee into a cup so they could check for preeclampsia. I think I peed in a cup like twice during this whole time. So that yeah, was nice.
1: That is really nice. So,
0: yeah she would just check my blood pressure and if anything looks a little bit sketchy then she would check it out or like go and do a blood. And I feel
1: like I feel like the over monitoring is good sometimes because you can catch things. Especially
0: if you don't have the like the human connection again of the somebody that like knows, right. your baby, knows you knows if yeah. something because if you are getting just cycled through and it's just a person reading your notes like they're not gonna Cause right. I have, I have pretty low blood pressure. And so if I have like a normal blood pressure that suddenly spikes up just right. a little bit, like, yeah, that could be something for me, but interesting. Something that doesn't know me might not catch that.
1: Hmm. Well, that's a really good point. And I was just kind of saying that it can be beneficial to catch things, especially like what you're saying, if you don't have a consistent person, but a lot of times that stuff just induces more anxiety, like, I remember they say that you can count kicks, like, towards the end of your pregnancy. Like, are you counting this many kicks an hour? I never did that. I just kind of made sure that I could tell she was there every once in a while. And again, there are reasons why you should do that. But I, they were like, if, if it makes you more anxious, don't do it. If it, some people it brings them peace. Like, okay, cool. I did my counts. They're still kicking, blah, 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 blah. And they, like, get less, they're less anxious about it. But I was like, I'm not going to. Do that.
0: Yeah. My midwife was just like, oh, she's still moving. Yep. Okay, good. Right.
1: <laughs> good. Awesome. Okay. Well,
0: there was no booty swab here. Really? Huh?
1: I am so, for strep B.
0: Yeah. I didn't ask about it because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. She never brought it up. We never did it.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Well, because strep B is super typical in most humans but it can be very bad for a baby but it's not that common but they just standardize it for so I'm super. that's really interesting I like them
0: the only other thing that I have on here is that there were so many more ultrasounds for William just I feel like so it was so cool because my midwife has been doing this for a long time And every time I went in, she would just feel where the baby was, like feel the position to be like, oh yeah, the head's down, like the butt's over here. Like you're fine. And yeah, I think you only need technically one ultrasound here. Whereas in New York, you have to do it at whatever. And then at 20 weeks, and then I had to do like a few extra (laughs) because my fundal height was a little bit off. And then I had to do another. Yeah. It was just so many ultrasounds. Yeah. And it's just like, oh no, like the head's down. You're fine. It's good.
1: They just trust the process way more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's less stress
1: here. I feel. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, yeah. Cause I feel like you can get it when you first find out you're pregnant to see how far along you are, then you can get it at, I don't know. I feel like sometimes 12 weeks, then at 20. And then if there are things at the end, I know that cause I was 40. 40- yeah. You went over a bit, didn't you?
0: Two days with her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was one day over and we had scheduled an ultrasound for 41 weeks in case things went really over yeah
0: so she she scheduled one for 41 as well just because yeah. like at that point we need to see if there's enough fluid and everything right still good. yeah but, yeah I was just amazed that she could just physically tell the position of the baby like they never did that in New York they're like oh we need to go see if the baby's like in a good position not breech or whatever go do an ultrasound to see how really wild I'm realizing that my experience is very similar to New Zealand so I'm curious like That's what I was trying to say at the beginning, because like I know that there are people in the U.S. that like have a midwife that goes all the way through, like they have much more similar of an experience here. But even still, I'm
1: saying it'd be interesting to even for my U.S. midwife experience or yours versus like a standard hospital OB experience. I feel like that would be like a crazy comparison.
0: Another huge one. (laughs) I can't believe I've left it till now. All maternity stuff is free here
1: labor delivery pregnancy help.
0: the only thing you have to pay for you have to pay for like the co-pay kind of thing for ultrasound yeah. again you only technically need one of hopefully
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then you have to pay for the parking at the hospital which I didn't even deliver at the hospital so I didn't have to do that and it's five dollars for supplements
1: wow so. but is
0: all of their health care free um for emergencies for all maternity and all child children care wow. So that was really nice. But again, like I had the same experience because I was on Medicaid in New York. Right. But Yeah. Well,
1: and you were clear about that in the beginning. I feel like that's, that's a good, it is a really good point. Just saying that this experience isn't, can be different even within the U.S. Cool. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me about all this. I love that. I don't know. As soon as I knew that you were going to have the two different experiences, I was like, and I want to know everything. <laughs> um, Are you posting your birth story today?
0: So, it's the birth vlog. So, it's just all the like real raw footage of down. Mm-hmm. I sat down and like talked about my birth stories. That will be a different video.
1: Okay. I cannot wait to see it. I love birth stories.
0: <laughs> I love birth so much. So, yeah. So, okay. if anybody
1: wants to watch those, they just go to Becca Loveless on YouTube. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much for chatting with me.
0: Oh, thanks for chatting with me. That's
1: so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you online. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.